Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to this week's edition of Hockey Unfiltered with Ken Campbell. I am the sidekick. I am the kit to Ken's Night Rider. <laughs> yeah, always with the uh, analytics and you know no emotions, right? As I'm as I'm well known for. Today we're going to be talking about World Juniors, Connor Bedard, Jonathan Ubado, and a few other odds and sods and rumors around the league. So stick around, check us out on Twitter, leave a review, all that good stuff. So Ken, I'd say it's official that we're in the dog days of summer, wouldn't you? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so- we're so desperate that we're going to talk a little bit more about your your foray into professional hockey. That's what we're going to do. Yes, that's we right. We have to talk about that because you 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 did go to another tryout. I did. Yeah, and there's, a, there's you, a lot of fun. You performed valiantly, of course. Yeah. And of course. Um, no, yeah, yeah, of course. And uh, but you know. As you are wont to do, came up short, but that's okay. <laughs> As I want to do, it's okay. You tried your best and you had fun. It's very true, and it's summertime, so. <laughs> and you're thirty, and you're thirty-two years old. You're out of shape. Of course, you're not going to make a pro team. <laughs> well, speaking of which, brought the knife, brought the bottle, ready to go. What was that all about? <laughs> it was opening a bottle with a flourish when you can't find an opener. Okay, is that like non-alcoholic beer or what? Yes, it's my it's my non-alcoholic Heineken. I'm gonna have you drink real beer someday. <laughs> Not unless you want a black eye by the end of it. Why? Do you get nasty or what? Uh, unpredictable would be the better uh, term for it. Hmm. That that was kind of the beginning of the end of my drinking was was when a guy did the most minor of offenses to me. And I thought, like, in my head, I just wanted to murder him. Wow. And and I thought, and I wasn't even that far into the evening, and I was just like, huh. Well, that's not a level of lack of control that I want to have in my life. And so that was kind of the beginning of the end. Wow. Huh. Yeah. 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 He, that uh, didn't happen to me because I really like beer. <laughs> I know. Me too. That's the problem. I like it. I really like it. Like, yeah. I really like it. Yeah. I know, I know. That's the problem. Yeah. So I did. I did go to court justice. I like beer. Okay. <laughs> Easy with the hot takes, Ken. Okay. Easy with the hot takes. But I do. But I'll tell you what I don't like. I hate mm-hmm. craft beer. Craft beer is horrible, and that's my hot take. All craft beer sucks. It's all bad. Every think, one of them. 
like I think that by definition, like it's kind of like when people say that they hate Marvel movies, it's kind of like, yep, yeah, they're designed to be mass appeal. There's a reason why they gross the highest of like any movies. Right. And y- you know what I mean? So it's kind of like craft beer and, and regular store-bought, you know, beer. It's sort of like the same thing for me. I'm when, when people are like, Oh, I don't like this or that. And I'm like, yeah, well they do billions of dollars in sales every year. And that's not, yeah, by but, you know, Marvel movies don't taste like armpit sweat. No, I'm saying that aren't. Yeah, no, I know. Sweat. I know. I think that Marvel movies is not the craft beer. Marvel movies is the oh. Wilson and the Lebowski. Oh, I see. Whatever, oh right? okay, okay, okay. I see. Okay, I get I'm it. I'm saying that there's a reason why, and I'm kind of. I like Marvel movies just fine. I'm not a huge fanboy, but when people tell me that they're bad movies, I'm like, yeah, but they're entertaining, so I see them. I never can understand which ones Marvel and which ones is it DC or whatever or. Whatever. I, I, if, it's I a, if it's a if it's a moderately decent movie, it's probably Marvel. If it's a huge flop with a bunch of you know build up to it, it's probably a DC movie. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. fair enough. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. How's that beer? How's that beer tasting? Oh man, this is delicious. Heineken is the best. Speaking uh, of beer, non-alcoholic. Speaking of beer, stay thirsty, my friends. I don't <laughs> think I don't think we've talked enough about this beard and how awesome it is. But I guess most people you're you're, you're getting there, young fella. You're getting there. <laughs> For our predominantly listener audience, Ken is growing himself a beard, and I gotta say, he's he's looking better by the day. I'm, I'm killing it. I'm killing, he's killing it. it. Yeah, I'm killing it. It's almost. I, I would say it's 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 in the same neighborhood as you know, sexy Santa. <laughs> that's where that's about where I'm at right now. I would say. Sure, sure, absolutely, absolutely. Um, no, Ken, Ken's Ken's killing his beard game right now. He's oh yeah, uh, he's, yeah. he's got uh, a high a high benchmark uh, to catch up to. Um, you know, as as Red Green once said, as you get older, it's not that you lose your hair; it just gets tired and falls off the top of your head and sags to the rest of your body. Yeah, but not with me. This like no, I've you've got to you've got again, ahead again, again. If we don't have you know, if you're not if you're not watching. Like I, I'm not good at much. And, <laughs> I'm not good at much, but but I like my hair is fabulous. Like, let's just let's just call a spade a spade. I I, I agree with you there. I okay. agree with you there. It's like, <laughs> I can't. Matt Larkin skate, and I, but... when I was at the when I was at the hockey night, Matt Larkin and I always used to have that debate about who had better hair. Oh, it's you, hands down. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's you, hands for down. For some reason, he and, thought and, he had. For some reason, he thought he had better hair than I did. But yeah, never. but Matt Larkin's like nineteen years old, and he also pays like he also pays like sixty bucks to get his hair cut. <laughs> I go to the guy on Victoria Park who does it for fifteen, and I give him a five dollar tip. I'm out of there in ten minutes. Bing, bang, boom. <laughs> That's hilarious. This oh, is the aunt. kind of quality. This is the kind of quality you get when you listen to this podcast. Listen to the dog days of summer. Hey, how much did you pay for the podcast? Free? Yeah, that's about right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And speaking of which, this podcast is always free at kencampbell.subsec.com. And of course, your favorite podcast providers, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, the other ones. So I, I went to the second to the second camp is in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. That, for the Watertown Wolves, right? For the Watertown Wolves. And I did something that I haven't done since I was a small child. Stop a puck. <laughs> <laughs> there was there was that one save? time i made, made a, a save, save? Yeah, won a game yeah, yeah. <laughs> when i was in bantam i made a save once it's pretty sweet i'm not gonna lie to you 
Um, what did you do for the first time since you were a young child? Ironically, the very opposite of what you just said. Uh, the first game, I put, a that, I put up a stinker. I put wow. up a stinker. I let in four goals. And, and you know what? I thought about it afterwards. I was like, it wasn't as much of a stinker as I was originally feeling like in my head because mm. we actually switched the game from five on five to three on three. Well, but the problem is there were, only, there were only three shots. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's a stinker. It's a, I always think about that uh, Grateful Deadline, nine mile skid on a 10 mile ride. You know, <laughs> um, but uh, no, I put up an absolute stinker. And then afterwards, I, like, I just wanted to get into the room, get my gear off and get out of my own head. And afterwards, uh, they, they decided, let's do a shootout competition. OK, every goal you get uh, let in two goals and you're you're out of here. Let in the first two goals immediately. It wasn't even a question. Smashed my stick on the net. Br- and, and wood sticks don't break. Like, like the new sticks do. And so it didn't break and it bruised oh, my no. thumb and hand horrifically. Like that sounds like just a shit show right from the, right from the word go. <laughs> like it was. The, whole thing, the whole thing, like, and I could just see you getting, getting so upset and trying to smash your, your goal stick against the, against the, 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 uh, the net and hoping it breaks and it doesn't. And you just keep trying and you look, no, no, no. I gave it, I gave it one try and then I skated away. I, 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 I maintained the slightest modicum of dignity. Right. Okay. As I skated yeah. away. Yeah. And I, and, and in my head, I was thinking, because it's hard to find wood sticks these days. And in my head, I was thinking, well, maybe this is a, maybe this is a blessing in disguise. Cause I, I used that stick for the rest of the camp. Why do you have a wood stick? Why do you use wood stick? Don't like the way that pucks feel on composite sticks. Mm. I just don't like the way that they feel on composite sticks. Okay. And, and frankly, you know, I, I don't, this is going to sound, don't, this is not a double entendre. Okay. I'm talking about blocker saves. I have no trouble getting my wood up. Okay. I have no trouble with it. What do I do with that? <laughs> you just leave it for what it is. Um, but so then the next game was that afternoon. Shutout. Right. I managed to somehow mentally reset and I put up a shutout in the same afternoon as the morning where I let up that absolute stinker. Quite well, proud that's of myself. Important. That's important because it's how you rebound from those bad games. That's that's the way that I, I look at it. And then the next morning we had a goalie skate followed by another game. And this was only a two day camp. So they they crammed a lot into this camp. Those, those are your two those are your two like most dreaded words in the whole English lexicon, right? What's Goal, that? Goalie skate. Why is that? I love doing uh, goalie drills. Oh yeah, but goalie skate. Like you don't like skating. <laughs> well, <laughs> as we'll get to later in the story, evidently I'm not very good at it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of why you're a goalie. <laughs> yeah, right. Now, have these guys never seen the Mighty Ducks? There was the kid that goes, I can't skate. I'm a goalie. Right? I've never seen I, the Mighty Ducks. Was, I know you haven't seen the Mighty Ducks. Old. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. Well, it's you missed it by two. Gen- like you were too old for it. And then your kids were too young for it. Right. So you kind of just you kind of missed it. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I, I uh, kids slap shot. I thought that was good parenting. I thought that <laughs> was better parenting. Of course, it's good parenting. Yeah. Like when my son's 12. Don't slap shot. You know, that's yeah. one hundred and one right there. 
Well, you're such a big proponent of fighting in the game that yeah. uh, you figured you should. I'm a bigger proponent of swearing, though. <laughs> <laughs> so the next morning I go out, we do the goalie drills. I felt like I did okay in the goalie drills. Um, you know, bearing in mind that I didn't really do a formal goalie drill until I was like 25. Right. <laughs> But wow. I felt like I did I did pretty good. And uh and then we had another game right after because one thing that you want to do when you're exhausted is uh play another another hockey game. Yeah, but you're a goalie, you just stand there. What the hell? Who cares? Well, I just stood there and stopped every single shot again. Nice. nice. Yeah. You know, I'm just a regular guy, you know. I put on my legs, you know, my pants, you know, one leg at a time. But you know, when I put on if my pants, were- I go and get shutouts. If you were a guy who put <laughs> legs on one at a time, you would not be a regular guy. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not uh, yeah. a goalie. But okay, anyways, so, so in any event, in any event, unfortunately, you don't you you don't get signed. Uh, so you're at the age of thirty two. Your pro career aspirations <laughs> has come to an unceremonious dash. However, however. <laughs> There is, there is, uh, tell us where you're going to be playing next year or where you think you're going to be playing next year. Okay. Well, so firstly, you were very kind to, to glaze over the, the next part, but, uh, the coaches meeting, oh, yeah. um, yeah. they said, they're like, you're a pretty bad skater. And I was like, you know, well, granted, you know, I could work on it. I'm never going to be as smooth as a 19 year old that's been in private lessons since he was six years old, but you know. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, well, but, you know, I got I got two shutouts in three games. Like, you're crazy not to take me. Everybody puts up a stinker, right? And then and then uh, they said, we're not going to take you. And I said, okay, well, just for my own edification here, and just so that they knew the word edification, mean, no, I'm just kidding. Um, just for my own edification here, like, where do you rank me in, uh, in the goaltenders here? And the guy said, well, we had seven goalies at this camp. I don't mean to be a dick, but... You're number seven. Wow. So I'm assuming seven means best. Seven is is the top top score. Seven. Well, seven. number seven always is a good player. Like they, they <laughs> give a good player number seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get out of here, guy. Don't you mean gee? <laughs> In this case, oh, I think they thought you were the worst goalie there. I think I'm going to yeah. go out on a limb. Well, that's, so it, that's not so mean. You should have trashed their office or something. just to show how how fiery you are yeah yeah exactly yeah who who turned over this garbage can thank god there was nothing in it (laughs) um no you know what they were they were a nice group of guys and uh and i think that this will be an interesting conversation for down the line about scouting and Mm. results versus you know whatever because my thought was even if you don't like my skating, even if you think I'm like the first camp, you think I'm a fat slob, even if you think whatever, <laughs> like my results are consistently there. You would think that a team would be like, you, you know, there's only so long that that goalie guys can say, for example, trash Mike Smith before you turn around and go, boy, he doesn't get about more than two feet off of the goal line, but right. Stop, good stop. playoffs. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's had a good career. Right. There's only so long you can, you know, and, and I'm guilty of it just as much as anybody's guilty of it. Right. Uh, you know, I've had some words about Darcy Kemper, but there's only so long that you can, you know, although Darcy Kemper, <laughs> never mind. 
<laughs> we won't get yeah, into that. Well, he'll just he'll just put his Stanley Cup ring right in front of your face. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't uh I couldn't hear you through my Stanley Cup ring. But, right, exactly. Um, yeah. But you know, anyways, I thought it was a, it was a, an interesting experience nonetheless. And uh and I had a lot of fun. And so that day I did the goalie skate in the morning, the game in the later morning, then the coaches meeting in the early afternoon. Then I went out with four guys for Chicago deep dish pizza and then drove straight back to Toronto, one shot, just stopped in London for gas. That was it. I missed my family. It's pretty, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. And I've been tired ever since. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so you're going you're gonna to play senior hockey though, aren't you? Or something. So that's the plan. I've got to skate with the Frontenac Phantoms. Shout out Colton, who's probably listening to this right now on Monday. And, uh, you know, we'll see how that goes. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. All right. Well. So if anybody's in the Frontenac neighborhood and wants to see a terrible skating goalie that can stop pucks, then uh, (laughs) I'm your guy. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um. Should we get into some of the uh, meat of the program? As yeah, I think I think we'd, that'd probably be a good idea since we're 16 minutes in and all we've done is talked about your goaltending. <laughs> yeah. 16 probably. minutes is about 17. double what my goaltending's worth. <laughs> 17 now. Okay, sure. Yeah, let's go. Okay. I'd, I'd like to start off with uh, Jonathan Uberdo donating his brain to science. Right. Uh, pledging, pledging to donate his brain to okay, science. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 that's an important distinction to make. Jeez, that that Frankenstein's monster can really <laughs> stick handle, can't he? <sighs> Just well, don't bring any, a, don't bring any joke, fire onto the ice, or else he, he's not going to like on, it at all. The joke on social media was, "Well, that must have been why he signed in Calgary." <laughs> no, he signed in Calgary because he got. $10.5 million on an eight year deal. That's why he's signing. Calgary. That's it's a, it's a wild deal, but I think that uh, he will be particularly an interesting case because he's, a, he doesn't shy away from physicality, but that's certainly not the hallmark of his game. No, no, but, but I mean, you know, a lot of guys, all it takes for some guys is one or two concussions, right? to affect them. And so, so yeah, so I mean, I think there's a f- couple of things at play here. Number one, he's an Alan Walsh client. And I think that has something to do with it too. Alan Walsh is, is an agent who has been very, very, very vocal about the NHL and, and how it's stuck in the dark ages, as far as acknowledging a link between uh, concussions and CTE. Um, and I mean, you know, that so, so Huberto's donating his brain, when you know upon his death to the concussion uh research group um and and i mean you know he's joining a list of a lot of people who are doing those doing that sort of thing and i think a lot more who will be interested in doing that kind of thing can you hear my dog barking i can hear your dog barking okay yeah well that's bubba the magnificent bastard wonder dog for anybody who, who wants to know anyway so so um, you know, I mean, I, I think it's interesting, you know, you've got one guy who's going to donate his, his brain and he says, you know, I understand the effects of concussions and everything like that, but he plays in a league where, um, you know, they're, they're just, they, it's, it's incredible really. I mean, there was just another multi-university study done by like some of the world's most prominent concussion experts 
who said, yeah, there's definitely, there's definitely a link. (laughs) And the NHL is still like, well, you know, one paper isn't going to do it for us. You know, uh, you know, one paper isn't going to change the, you know, you know, our approach. We still don't, you know, they still don't acknowledge any, any link between the two. And it just, to me, it's like, what more do you need? Like, what do you, what do you need? And, and to me, like, you know what, I'm kind of with the, I'm, I'm kind of on the Ken Dryden sort of, um, way of thinking. Yeah. And that is that, okay, let's say there isn't, let's say maybe, the, maybe there isn't, or there's a possibility that there isn't, there's something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, there's something, it's yeah. something, if it's not CTE, it's something I talked to, I remember last year I was doing a story, a retrospective story, and I'm not going to mention the player and I'm not going to mention who he played for, but I was doing a story on a pretty prominent game or, or event that happened in the early 90s. And I approached this player to talk to him about about his memories of that of that event. And he says, what memories? Yeah, he, well, he, he texted me back and he said, uh, sorry, I don't remember anything about that. Wow. Like anything. Yeah. And, and you know what? I thought, hey, maybe he's trying to just get out of it. He just doesn't feel like talking. But I, I don't think so. Like this guy mm-hmm. said, I don't remember anything. I have yeah. no memory of that occurring. So yeah. to me, I mean, really? Like, do you really, do you really want Is this the hill you want to die on if you're the NHL? Like, do you want to be on the wrong side of history? Like, Really? So let's let's look at history for a second. For for much of human history, um, it was not it was not permissible to uh, dissect bodies, right? Right. And so, medicine, sci- medical science, remained in the dark ages since long before the dark ages, and you know, so how did uh, people of that uh, time period? How did they figure out what parts of the body did what? They, I don't know. they had to use observation and inference. Right. And the way that they figured out that you think with your head is that somebody would take a massive blow to the head and they ain't thinking properly after that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so it's just, it's like, it's like from, from like, you know, prehistoric times from like, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, people were able to figure out that, you know, blows the head were not conducive oh, not good. Not to, good. To, to being, yeah. yeah, the, the, the greatest guy you could ever think of. And so it's, it is, it's, it's, it's completely wild to me, but what I, what I really like and going back to your Ken Dryden thing is that Ken Dryden has mentioned that getting concussions out of the sport is a good thing, but not the thing because essentially repeated head trauma, whether they result in a concussion or not is still a big problem. Right. And so guys like Uberdo, uh, donating their their brains upon you know post mortem to uh, science and and to these studies is um, going to be a more enlightening thing than you know what I mean like like what are we going to learn about you know uh, uh, Probert's brain that we didn't kind of already know right right, right there right. was that uh, the the wrestler what was the wrestler he was he was Quebecois and he he killed his family and all the rest oh of yeah it. yeah yeah. Yeah, and and yeah. they said that his brain just looked like 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 a, a, a like nine year old man with yeah. dementia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. And and so it's it's kind of like, you know, they keep on 
the way that the NHL keeps on handling it is that they keep on finding one little nitpicky thing to deal with. That's like the easier thing to deal with as opposed to, you know, the whole debate about principal points of contact or whatever, whatever. At the end of the day, like your head doesn't know. Yeah. And now it, I am of the ilk that if you're going to be playing hockey, there is going to be a risk just as there's going to be a risk, whether you are a race car driver or a soccer player or anything that you do, there is going to be a risk associated with it. But just because that risk is, exists doesn't mean that we can't mitigate it as much right, as exactly. possible. Exactly. How many exactly. hits have we seen where the guy brushes the shoulder and drives through the head and it's just like principal point of contact. Yeah, yeah. Principal point of contact. And it's just like, yeah, well, you know what? Watch watch a, a highlight video of Mike Tyson's knockouts. Normally he brushes the other guy's fist upon finishing the punch right through the guy's head right and it doesn't make him less any less knocked out right see to me it's 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 um um like like gary bettman said a couple of years ago yeah you know i mean you know i mean ken dryden has been calling for a ban to any blows to the head period for quite some time and and you know gary bettman will say something like yeah well you know it's easy to say that but it's a lot more difficult to do it and i'm so tired of hearing that from hockey people like 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 they're the same people who are like you know fighting is nuanced and it's complex and it's you know it's 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 not easily explained and all bullshit like it's so it take it out it's easy take it out it's yeah. not nuanced. It's not complex. These yeah. guys are not conflicted. You know, they fight because that's how they can stay in the league, you know? And it's the same with blows to the head. It wouldn't be difficult. Players always just want to know what they, how much they can get away with. And when they know that they can't, that, that any, any blow to the head, whether it's intentional or not intentional, is going to be punished with a game suspension and po- or a game misconduct and possibly suspension, they'll alter their behavior. It's so, it's so easy. So easy. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've talked about this before. Like, I'm not necessarily uh, an anti-fighting guy, and I'm not necessarily that. But at the same time, like, you know, it was the Jay Beagle incident that we talked about last year. Where it's just like, if you're going to, you know, cry code over just beating some smaller person than you senseless without any, you know what I mean? And you're going to be like, oh, it's, yeah. you know, part of the code or part of whatever. Then it's it's almost like it it, it makes it, it puts me on the band on the train of thinking where I'm just like, well, then take the toys away because you don't know how to play right with them. Right. Like yeah. if I saw, you know, two, three fights a year in hockey, that would that would actually be a good number for me. I think that I would enjoy watching those fights. But at the same time. You know, it it wouldn't ruin the game, and you know, like it, it just. But it, like you know, it, when you, I, I always go back to like you know, Paul Byron gives Mackenzie Weger a concussion, right on a high hit. It was a high hit. He got a three game suspension. Good. That's what the league should do. Mackenzie yeah. Weger next game says, "It's the code. You got to answer the bell." There's over a foot difference between them yeah byron basically just had to say thank you sir may i have a concussion yeah yeah right and 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 that's the code that's the code you well no no but but, but the the thing is and and we're we're probably gonna we would probably you know go off on a tangent here that we 
probably didn't want to, but the code is complete garbage. There is no code. I mean, it changes all the time. It, it, it's malleable. No one, can de- no one can define what it is. Like, if I, I've tried to do it, and I, I actually did a piece for the New York Times. It still hasn't been published. But, but, like, I talk to people, and it's like, define the code, and no one really can come up with a definition. It's, it's, it's like, well, you just know it when you see it and all this sort of stuff. Like, no, the code is, the code is, is garbage. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways... Uh, I think, I think we're, you know, not completely aligned, but uh, fairly aligned on, on this. And, and yes, like I said, I think that what we can learn from a player like Jonathan Uberdo's brain will be very interesting in terms of just the cumulative small effects of hockey, as opposed to, you know, uh, studying these enforcers. Yeah. Like, yeah. And like Kaylee Wickenheiser, she's, she's done it too. And, and like, Hers will be interesting too, because I think the only concussion she ever had was when she was playing in a men's pro league in Sweden, second right. or third division, whatever, and she she got a concussion there. And yeah. so it'll be interesting to see what that you know what that what that would would what kind of effect, if any, that would have on a person. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I, it's 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 as simple as that, right? Which is the argument that. Uh, you know, the argument of we can't get rid of the risk, so why bother mitigating it is just, it's it's outlandish to me. Yeah, because, you you know, I mean, because, it, and, it, and it flies in the face of, like, I mean, you know, a couple of guys went into the boards, skate first, chasing down icings, and were injured very, very badly. Um, yeah. Um, got Minnesota Wild guy, I can't remember his name, Curtis something and then uh and pot peak you know crushed both his ankles and you know the league said well okay well this is happening to guys and it's really not necessary most of the time to have these you know races to the you know to the puck for an icing so we're gonna alter the rule so you're trying to tell me you can do that and you can't you can't do it for other things no yeah and 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 on top of that i mean i'd i'd rather break my arm 25 times than be drooling into a cup by the time I'm 40. Yeah. Well, you, you know. got eight years, so I don't know. <laughs> no, but you, you get what I'm saying though, which yeah. is that like, you know, you're talking about the physicality in the sport and, and I love the physicality in the sport. And I think you love the physicality in the sport as well. Right. Yeah. But it, there's a very big difference between, you know, breaking your arm or, or separating a shoulder or something like that, because like that just, it, it heals. Mm-hmm. Right. But At the end of the it's, day. Not even, it's not even the thing about drooling in a cup when you're 40. It's about, it, it's just about having a decent quality of life, you know? Okay. I was, I was a little bit flippant with Yeah. The, yeah. With yeah. Comment, you know what but, I mean? But no, yes, you're right. Like, you're right. Kids want their dad there. They want they want dad there. They want the dad that they know and love there. And yeah. sometimes the dad that they know and love goes into a really really dark place. Like it happens yeah. to these guys. And you know it's it's yeah it can be prevented for sure. Yeah. College football is back, baby. It's time to enjoy the tradition, the fun, and the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook to celebrate the best time of year. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets instantly, win or lose. If that's not enough action, you can also place a same-game parlay for a shot at an even bigger payout. 
Just combine multiple bets into one, like which team will get the win, which team will score first, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $5 on college football and get $200 in free bets instantly. That's code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Should uh, should we move on to the next topic? Oh, let's move on. Yep. Let's go a little bit lighter with the uh, World Juniors. Okay. So uh, I heard uh, Connor Bedard can shoot the puck. Yeah, well, you probably had heard that before the World Juniors, but now you know for sure. Yeah. I mean, Connor Bedard has a release that is world class, without a doubt. Yeah. Right? Like, 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 it's an NHL shot. It, it, we know that. We know he has an NHL shot. He's had an NHL shot since he was about 14. Um, but he's got an elite NHL shot. Like if you were playing in the NHL, he'd be one of the best shooters in the NHL. Like it's, yeah. it's Joe Sackick. Like it's Austin Matthews. Like, you know what I mean? Like that, that's what we're talking about here. And we're talking about a kid who's five foot nine and 180 pounds, yeah. you know? And I actually talked to his skill coach skills coach yesterday. And he yeah. thinks that the Connor Bedard is going to, is going to actually create another generation of, of kids who can shoot. You know, yeah, because they realize, you know, and, and, and it's such a great part of his game because he's five foot nine, 180 pounds. And I mean, he doesn't shy away from high traffic areas, right? you know, he doesn't shy away from them, but, but this makes him dangerous in the areas where it's not high traffic. You know what I mean? Like the tops Mm -hmm. of the circles, you know? So, so that, that, that's just another part of his arsenal and, and it will probably serve him pretty well in the fact that he won't have to take that kind of abuse in order to get like really like high quality scoring chances. Right. That was like a peak Patrick line. A was just like, yeah, I'll shoot the puck from wherever. And I got a decent chance of scoring. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, except obviously Patrick line. was a gigantic guy. I, I really have having faced um, all kinds of different shots from all kinds of different age groups and, and skill levels. Uh, you know, I can honestly say like the, the amount of kids under 24, let's say that have a heavy shot that, that is heavy and fast and quick release. Mm-hmm. I've met one. Yeah. Maybe yeah. two. It's the release. It's the release with, with, uh, with Bedard. But having that without like, I mean, you know, pardon the, term but like without having your man strength fully in yet yeah is is really uh remarkable because it's mm-hmm. it's it is very true that as you know you really don't get that kind of full potential of your body by until around 23 or 24 and he's it, the, what i find interesting too is he's using a 70 flax like that's not that's that's high quality that's high flex, but it's not like, it's not super, super flex. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of guys use like 85 and higher. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he whips the puck off that stick, if you get, you know, if you get a snapshot of him whipping the puck off his stick, there's amazing amounts of torque in, in yeah. that stick and in that shot. Um, yeah. and he's doing that with a 70 flex. So, yeah. um, yeah, yeah. Re- remarkable young man, remarkable hockey player um you know i think i think now you know 
I mean, we can talk about Adam, Adam Fantilli. We can talk about Brandon Yeager. We can talk about um, Matt V. Mitchkoff. We can talk about other guys, but, but it just seems to me as though, you know, the, the, <laughs> it, 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 the, the die gap, is cast. The gap is, the gap is widening. Yeah. I mean, he started playing major junior hockey last year, 2020-2021. I always hated that season, 2020-21. Um, yeah. He started playing. That was that was his first year with the Regina Pats. He's played 92 games, and he's got like 150, 170 points or something. Mm-hmm. Like it's something ridiculous. He's got like 79 goals, and that includes like all of his under 18 World Juniors. You know, uh, you know, he got 51 last year. He had 100 points last year as a as a 16 year old. Basically, just turned 17 in July like a, mm-hmm. less than a month before the world junior tournament. So, um, I mean, this kid is, this kid is, is, is very, 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 very special. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's entering the Connor McDavid conversation as far as pre-draft hype. I remember Chuck Fletcher was sitting there one time and he was talking about, we were talking about Connor McDavid in his draft year. And he said, you know, most guys, you, you, you know, you kind of talk about, you know, will they be superstars in the league? Will they be stars in the league? This guy, we're already saying, you know, is he a Hall of Famer? <laughs> you yeah. know, and 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 I, I mean, Connor Bedard is 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 starting to make that kind of impact, mm-hmm. and he's, um, you know, I mean, any he, any he, and he has the work ethic that Connor Connor McDavid has. Like, if you talk to anybody close to him, the kids like he's a cyborg. He just, all he does is work. And when he shoots, he doesn't just shoot. He doesn't just, you know, pull it back and shoot, pull it back and shoot and pick corners and stuff like that. He gets the ball. He gets fucking tight to his body. He gets into weird shooting, uncomfortable shooting positions Mm -hmm. to try and get that shot off, you know? So to me, um, you know, the, 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 the combination of just his, his pure skill, and his and his his willingness to to exploit that skill to its fullest, uh, you know that's that's a special special kid. That was the uh, the Steph Curry thing, right? Was uh, you know he practiced shooting threes from every different angle and every different you know position that he could possibly think of doing that he might be involved in on the court and. Uh, you know, and obviously turned into possibly the greatest three-point shooter of all time. I'm not a big basketball guy, but yeah, it's uh, probably yeah, yeah. I think yeah. you can make that case for sure. Yeah, yeah, and 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 so and and I can tell you, like as a goalie, like somebody who can get like all all goaltending is essentially, as Paul Campbell once told me, and it, all goaltending is essentially a compromise. And so, if you're seeing a guy who's got the puck in tight to his body, you might be saying, okay. I'm going to cheat towards here where I think that the release point is probably going to be if he gets that puck out with the knowledge that if he has to shoot from in tight from his body, I can be more reactive to that. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be a great shot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I won't be able to get my glove up in time if he, you know, gets it into a prime area and rips it. And so a guy that can take an excellent shot from virtually any angle, like just it's, it's bizarre that it hasn't been, exploited as much as uh one would think mm-hmm. yet in the nhl but uh but here well we are. yeah but that speaks to how difficult it is you know what i mean 
Like right. that's yeah. how difficult it is and how good you have to be. You know, I mean, I, I mean, let's take Phil Kessel, for example, you know, a um, lot of shots that end up being not very dangerous from him because he's not willing to grind into the dirty areas a lot of times. Right. Um, to take those shots, to get those scoring chances, which is why if he gets signed between now and the beginning of the season, he's probably going to break the Ironman record that Keith Yandel set last year. I think he is. <laughs> I think he's like eight behind him. So once he plays his eighth game this year, he's going to be the Ironman. Yeah. I mean, I, I, part of it is, you know, that he's a freak. Uh, yeah. But I think part of it too is that he typically hasn't, you know, hasn't gone where angels fear to tread. And if you can, if you can do that, it's great. But, you know, I mean, that's why Rob Shrimp never played in the NHL, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why a lot of guys don't play in the NHL. They don't, they, but, but Connor, Connor Bedard not only will go to those areas, but he can be dangerous from outside those areas is what yeah. I'm trying to say. Right. Yeah. So that, that just, that just like is a huge game changer. Yeah. Where's know? the weakness in his game essentially is what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. 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 Any other storylines in the world juniors that you're sort of following, interested in, keen on, well, probably going to write I mean, about at kencampbell.substack.com? <laughs> well, I mean, no one's going to the games, um, uh, which is understandable and and yeah. probably predictable given, you know, and 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 I I, th- I, I I don't know if it's more, I think it's more because it's in the summer than the Hockey Canada backlash. I really do. Right. Um, but I, I don't, I don't have any, evidence to back up either of those claims but um i would i would suspect that the crowds are going to start to get bigger i think i heard there were like for tonight it, we're doing this on wednesday for tonight's game i think there's there were like two thousand tickets available so there's still tickets available but you know that it's they'll start they'll start filling the building a little more i, I would think um obviously in terms of the play uh, not a lot of surprises not a ton of surprises. I mean, no. I would be I would be shocked if it's not, you know, Canada, Sweden, USA, and Finland that move up, that move through. I know right now we're as we speak that Finland is playing German uh, is playing Germany or Switzerland. I think either one of those. No, Canada is playing Switzerland. Finland is playing Germany, and is, was leading three one after the first period. So um, nothing really too much um, there. Um, you know, as we said, you know, Connor Bedard is, has been the talk of the tournament. Um, yeah. you know, Mason McTavish has been great. We thought that was going to happen. Um, it's four, two for Finland over Germany right now at some point in the game. Um, so yeah, I mean, not a, not a ton of surprises. Um, mm. and, uh, yeah, so, but there, you know, I mean, it'll be interesting to see, you know, once we get to the semis, what happens? I would suspect it's being set up right now for a Canada U.S. final, but who knows? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing as well about the tickets and everything is that I I, I also find that people don't really pay attention until the until the big dogs are fighting it out for real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. but but when it's been in Canada in previous years, they've filled the building for every yeah. for every opponent, mostly because you have to you had to buy a package. Right. And, and, and so you would have to, in order to see Canada play in the gold medal game, if they get there, you also have to buy the Canada Latvia game on boxing day. That's right. going to be 14, nothing. And, yeah. uh, you know, so, um, but, uh, yeah, 
yeah, so uh, we'll, we'll see how things shake out. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens in, in next week when the women's worlds uh, in Denmark. That'll be another, another sort of interesting tournament to keep an eye on, and we'll probably talk about that next week. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's really like, it, like, it's really hard to get into it. It's re- it really has been like, I've had to work at it. I've really had to work at it. And, and I mean, the hockey has been pretty good. Um, it's been like, like, it's almost seems like every goal has been challenged to me. Like there's been just so many goal challenges. It just seems ridiculous. Um, but the hockey's actually been pretty good, you know, given the fact that I think nine, nine guys that could have played for Canada aren't playing in this tournament. Um, you know, so we're getting, you know, we're not, we're not seeing the Owen powers. We're not seeing the Shane Wrights, We're not seeing the Cole Perfettis. We're not seeing, you know, guys like that, but we are seeing a lot of other guys that we otherwise wouldn't have seen playing for this team. And I mean, it's been pretty good. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's been okay. Yeah. Um, should we move on to a few uh, news rumors, rumor, rumor, the rumor mill, the rumor, the rumor mill. Sure. That's what I was trying to drive at. Mm-hmm. All right. So before we get to the rumor mill, check out kencampbell.substat.com. Check out this podcast, Hockey Unfiltered. Check it out wherever you get your podcasts. And, of course, leave a comment, leave a review. And we read them. We occasionally laugh at them. Sometimes they make us cry. They, they give us a good cry sometimes, make us mm-hmm. sad. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So the rumor is... Jack Johnson signing with the with the Chicago Blackhawks? That's actually not a rumor. He's he signed. One oh, year really? one year nine fifty the minimum. Yeah. Yeah. So you side on the side of uh every Twitter troll ever. Right. I mean that, that, that one's like like it's not even like they're trying to hide it anymore. Right? right. I mean I mean this is you know, this is you know, bring on the tanks, you know. Yeah. I mean, this is tank city all the way. And it's interesting that it's happening in the middle of the world juniors when everybody's going, wow, <laughs> this yeah. Connor guy really is really like amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, his, his underlying numbers aren't great is, uh, you know, he, he's, he's not on a great team. He's going to see a lot of work. He's probably going to get run down. He's probably going to be, it's probably going to be fairly ugly. Um, and you know, I mean, Chicago has to be the number one favorite to finish 32nd overall this year. I, I, you know, I I don't think there's any, you know, I mean, Philly's kind of given it the old college try too, but, but, um, yeah, I you know I mean is Philly giving it the old college try? I yeah. feel like they might, but I don't think that they know that. I think someone <laughs> needs to call them and <laughs> and and tell them you know look uh, if you wanted to tank signing Ristolainen was a good start, but uh, signing him to like five times five point two five, you might be taking this tank a little too far. Yeah, or you know I mean I mean. Don't hire John Tortorella as your coach. <laughs> and don't go out and get Tony D'Angelo. But yeah, they're gonna be they're gonna be bad, but they're not gonna be Chicago bad. Like to you me need, if you want to tank, you need to somehow find a way to have John Tortorella as your third as in his third year coaching you. Right. You right. need to be yeah. like, okay, look, we're signing you for this year, but can you pretend it's your third year coaching? Yeah. Really wear on the boys. That's what yeah, we're looking yeah. for here. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, you know, and, and then there's always, you know, there's always Arizona, always Arizona is always lurking in the weeds there as far as, as far as being terrible, which is, you know, which is pretty consistent for them. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So I, I, I mean, Chicago to me, you know, especially if they're, you know, I mean, if they trade Jonathan Taves, um, and depending on what the other team is willing to take in terms of salary, mm-hmm. like they won't get much for him. I, I, no. I like, that's one of those things where I think people think you're going to get a ton for him, but especially if, you know, I mean, we keep hearing Minnesota, right? Like if they take that entire ticket, that's what you're getting. <laughs> you're getting $10.5 million in cap relief, which you don't really need if you're the Chicago Blackhawks. Right. No, but again, I mean, that's part of their tank, but I, I don't know how they get rid of Jonathan Taze because like Vegas gave up Max Pacioretty for squat. And right. who's the better player at this point in his career? Max, Max, Max Pacioretty. Max Pacioretty and Dylan Coughlin. Right. Like, and Dylan Coughlin. You know, he was the sweetener to give up yeah, Max Pacioretti. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, and yeah. and Pacioretty, despite being injured, had one of his best points per game, uh, goals per game paces of his entire career. Yeah. And then, but then now he's going under the knife and he's going to be out for six months. So no, and, and granted, yeah. right. But I'm just saying that, you know, you gave up on him for squat. And so mm-hmm. if you're getting rid of Jonathan Taves, who at this stage in his career, boy, yeah, he's got but, good but, leadership. But, but, yeah. But, but I mean, you know, Max Pacioretty hasn't won, three Stanley cups. Uh, he's, he's not a two way player like Jonathan Taves. I mean, like Max, Max, Wait, Pacioretty, whoa, 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 whoa. Max Pacioretty is never going to reinvent himself. He, he's never going to he reinvent plays, himself. He's played the penalty kill his whole career. Yeah, but he's not the two, like he's not Jonathan Taves two way, two way. No, but player. he's a, he's like a Jonathan great two way player. Jonathan Taves is, is, is probably smart enough and good enough to know that he could just become a shutdown guy and, you know, he, he would be a $10.5 million shutdown guy, yeah. um, which would be very, very expensive for a guy that, you know, all he does is kill penalties and, and, and go against, you know, the, the top lines. Um, but he could do that, you know, um, the category and he brings, he brings, you know, a lot to a room. I think that, that, um, you know, a guy like Max Patch already can't because he hasn't experienced the same thing. He hasn't led a team to a Stanley Cup. He hasn't even come close to winning a Stanley Cup. You no, know? but I would still take the better player if I was. Yeah. You know. yeah. But yeah. The, the so the Minnesota thing I thought was it it seems kooky if you ask me because I mean Minnesota has got fourteen million dollars of dead cap space this year. Yeah. Well, that's why change something yeah. there. And and then you're going to bring in a, a very overpriced contract, like no 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 value value contracts. Like if you mm-hmm. expect to be at all competitive, and on top of that, I mean they've got this dead cap for about three years. Yeah, now that's fine because you still have um, uh, what's his name, the shrimp there. Uh, 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 I keep on wanting to say Trevor Zegers, but it's not. It's Krill Kaprasov. You still yeah. have Kaprasov, you know, it, it, after those three years and presumably playing just as well as you've ever seen him play. And you, you still have, um, you, you just, you still have a lot of great pieces, but it just seems very odd to bring in a guy like, uh, like Taves. Like it just doesn't pass the sniff test for me as a rumor because in three years, he's still under contract, right? 
Who, Taves? Yeah. No, he's got one more year left on his deal. It's just this year. Oh, and and okay. to me, to me, that would be the mitigating factor here in all of this is why do you pick up Jonathan Taves for one year at whatever? It's, you know, 10.5 or less. Why do you do that? And then, and then you could, but you could get him for, for nothing next year, right? You just sign him as a free agent. Oh, next well, year, right? well, then they're doing that for, they're doing that because there's going to be some sweetener that will, that will come to fruition by the time they're ready to re to compete again. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Well, they, have, they have about 4 million, 4.3, even with all that dead cap space, like they got $12.7 million in dead cap space this year. They've still yeah. got, you know, four, 4.3 in, in cap space. So, you know, I mean, you can get creative, you can get creative and, and you can probably make it work somehow. Um, I don't know if that's, you know, I mean, what do you got? You've got, you know, you've got Joel Erickson act. You've got Tyson Jost, you got mm-hmm. Freddie Goudreau. You've got, you know, Ryan Hartman at times, he's more of a winger. So you're not yeah. very, you, you, they've never been strong, really strong down the middle. And I think they yeah. sort of see this as kind of like Eric Stahl 2.0, you know, like kind of like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. But yeah, we, I'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, before we get out of here, do you want to talk a little bit about Serge Savard? What about him? He uh, has recently made comments that because he was involved in the hiring of Mark Bergevin. Okay. And he said that uh, Bergevin did basically the exact opposite of what he had said he was going to do in the meetings that got him hired. Oh, okay. Interesting. I I don't, I don't. Yeah. I mean, what he said, he, he said he would do a good job. There, there, there was a lot of Habs fans that felt that it was, uh, it was sour grapes on the part of Serge Savard, and and, uh, but you know, like in my opinion here, uh, you know, if if you were publicly involved in hiring somebody and didn't feel that that person lived up to the expectations that you had on them, then I think that you're well within your right to distance yourself uh, from that hiring if you wish. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I, there's, I, I know, I don't know any of the context to this. When did this come out? Like just recently or. Yeah. Yesterday, I believe on French radio. So I've only oh, seen okay. a few translated clips. I haven't listened to the whole thing. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, Sir Savard is a, he's an interesting guy. I think he, he probably still has a bit of an axe to grind by the fact that he was fired. I mean, you know, a year a year after winning a Stanley Cup and and uh, and you know being one of the best GMs they've ever had, um, but um, yeah, I mean, in its totality, you look at the Mark Bergevin tenure in Montreal. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think it was disastrous. Yeah. I mean, you did your draft uh, rankings. How did teams do in the draft? And looked pretty disastrous. <laughs> yeah, that's not all on the GM, though. That's not all on the GM. That that the developing part is on the GM. Yeah, their draft yeah. in the last in the drafts between two thousand and nine and two thousand and eighteen, or two thousand and eight and two thousand and seventeen, something like that. Their ten drafts, the Canadians are by far the worst. Like they produced fewer players both in 
terms of NHL players and players for themselves. They basically drafted one good player, and that was Sergeyev, and they traded him away. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they were they were terrible uh, as far as drafting and developing. But developing, they were horrible, too. Or, or you know, I mean, I mean, look what happened to all their guys, you know? These, these young yeah. guys that came up, right up to Ryan Paling, who just got traded, you know? I mean... Yeah, for nothing. It was it was not good. He was a throw in. Yeah. 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 I, I think that yeah, like, I think that a lot of Yeah, he was a throw in. Yeah. I think that a lot of that has to it really does have to go on the shoulders of development. I just I, I feel like you draft that many players and and draft experts saying that they were good drafts and yada yada. It just seems like you you'd accidentally hit on like one. Like literally Arturi Lekkonen is like the only guy playing on the team. Or was I should say the only guy playing on the team, right? Who of of so, their of guys that they drafted? What do you mean of guys uh, that they drafted, or of guys that they drafted in Bergevin's tenure? Oh, I see. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, well, anyways, possible. it just it just yeah. seems like it's got to be a development thing because, like, you know, sooner or later you're going to accidentally pick a player that can that can play in the NHL, right? Oh yeah, but we were talking about search of art. So what what is like what are we what are we trying to deconstruct here? Whether or not he's just being pissy about it, or or whether he has a legitimate gripe, or what? Oh, I'm just curious what your thoughts were. If you if you uh, had any thoughts on on uh, you know kind of him coming out, you know the year the the summer after Bergevin was fired to basically say, yeah, that's not exactly what I had in mind. I think it's I think it's fair. I think it's fair. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, search of art has a lot of currency in Montreal, right? Um, you yeah. know, he's been the GM for their last two Stanley cups, I think. Yeah. 86, 93. He was GM for both of them. Um, yeah. you know, I mean, he, he, he's been a good executive. Um, and I think he's got a fair bit of currency there. And yeah, like you said, you know, if, if, if somebody sold you a bill of goods and told you they were going to do one thing and then, and then turned around and, and, you know, did what he says is the exact opposite. Um, then yeah, I, I don't have a problem with him saying, saying so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here? Uh, no, there's nothing else to talk about. Is there really? We're in the dog days, my friend. We're in the dog days. Yeah. We won't be for long though. We won't be for long. Uh, we got a couple of weeks till training, uh, rookie camps and training camps and, do you have any jokes? Do I have any jokes? Yeah, yeah. Do you have any jokes you want to tell before we get out of here? Uh, dad joke or what? Any kind of joke. I wrote two on my way home from Chicago. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah. You wrote them? Yeah. In your head? Sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah. What's, uh, what's the difference between a hockey player and a bag of pucks? Uh... The bag of pucks can give a good interview. Not good. Okay. All right. Yep. Nope. You want nope. number two or are we done? What? Well, like, is it, is it worse than number one or? Uh, it's more niche. Yeah. Okay. Go. They say that they say that hockey players are a bunch of Neanderthals and uh, that might be true because if you ever watch them walking into an arena, they seem to have not discovered the wheel yet. The wheel. Yeah. Because teams yeah. don't use wheel bags. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, 
I, I would never tell either of those jokes ever again. <laughs> How, about be telling them- How about this one? Let's hear so, it. So a seal walks into a club. I thought you were Sudbury and I was from the East Coast. (laughs) Ah, boy. All right. Well, thank you so much for sticking around to the end of this episode and the absolutely cringeworthy jokes. Check out kencampbell.substack.com. You can get this podcast and lots of great writing directly into your inbox. Check us out at Hockey No Filter on Twitter. Check out Ken underscore Campbell 27 on Twitter. Check out underscore Dylan Waugh. That's W-A-U-G-H, spelt like not a goalie at all. And, of course, please leave a like, a review, a subscribe, YouTube, the Hockey Podcast Network, all that great stuff. We'll talk to you next week.